Hi, Marked listeners. We're planning some exciting things for the future of the podcast, so we want to hear from you. Take our fun survey and give us all of your opinions about Marked to enter for a chance to win a Lifeway Women backpack filled with Bible studies and other great resources for diving into God's Word. To take the survey, go to lifewaywomen.com slash podcast or click on the link in our show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. This is the Marked Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Margaret Collinsworth, coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee at Lifeway Christian Resources. This podcast is for women who are marked by a hunger for God's word, who want to know him more, have a longing to impact the culture around them, and a real desire to discover and live out God's calling in their lives. If that's you, stay tuned. We're going to be talking about issues that are relevant to you today. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here today. Um, I'm really excited about this episode, and I know it's been a little bit of a break since the last time that we were with you on the Marked Podcast, um, but we're so glad to be back, and I tell you what, we've got some great episodes coming up over the next few weeks, um, and so I really hope that you'll tune in. I hope you'll share this on um, Twitter. You know, you can post on Instagram about it. It'll be on our Lifeway Women blog. Um, at the end of the show, you'll learn how to um, jump on and find that there, but we really want you guys to interact with us on social media. I hope that you will use the hashtag Marked podcast. Um, and it, sometimes we'll be on Periscope, we'll be on Twitter, um, but we're on social media, so we want you to find us. And we can always find out more details through Lifeway Women. Um, but today we have a friend of mine joining us, and um, I have been blessed to know Gretchen Saffles over the last few years. Um, a lot of you, if you are social media savvy, if you um, love to f- find people th- who do beautiful things on Instagram, you have probably found what Gretchen does. She is the founder of a company called Life Lived Beautifully, and I'm going to let her share in just a minute um, what that looks like, but she just is somebody that I have so admired and respected from near and far over the last few years. And so Gretchen, I'm so glad that you're here today with us. Thank you for having me. I've been excited about this for a long time. I know we've been talking about doing this for a long time. And, and I, I think <laughs> yes. since right the first time I asked you was right before you had your baby. And so it's been a while we've been talking yeah. about doing this. Yes, because he is nine months old now. That's a really long time <laughs> yes, ago. That's probably about 10 months ago. <laughs> yes, it's been an eventful year for both of us. So I'm glad we're finally able to do this today. Me too. Me too. Awesome. Well, tell tell everybody a little bit about who you are and about Life Love Beautifully and kind of where you are right now in life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, like Mary Margaret said, I'm Gretchen Staffels. I am married to um, a man of three and a half years now. We're coming up on four years in November. His name's Greg, and we work at a church plant in Knoxville, Tennessee. And I met Mary Margaret originally in the Nashville area. And um, I have a nine-month-old baby named Nolan, and he is a life changer for sure. And um, so now that life has been completely flipped upside down since having a baby, my um, my ministry looks a little bit different. But I have a ministry called Life Live Beautifully that I started three years ago. Um, just with the desire to meet women right where they are with the Word of God. And um, the two things that the Lord has just put on my heart is to encourage and equip women to open up their Bibles and to get to know Him and spend time with Him right Mm -hmm. where they are. And so for me, that looks like sharing on Instagram and um, just sharing truth, because that's something that is um, what women do every day. We pull up social media and we scroll through, and so often it's a place of defeat and discouragement in our lives. And so I wanted to be this an, an opportunity to share the gospel with women um, through a unique and beautiful way, through pictures and words. Um, and so God has really, he's grown that in a way that only he gets the glory. And 
Um, through that, I also write Bible studies and created a journal called the Give Me Jesus Journal to um, to equip women and get them excited to open up their Bibles and spend time with Jesus each day. Awesome. You know, I, I love that that is your goal. I love that that's what God has, is doing in and through you. And, and I'll tell you what, it's making an impact. Like I, every day I love seeing what you post and it's always such an encouragement. You know, so often it's so timely to write where the Lord has me. And it's amazing how we can use something like social media for such good and for the kingdom and, you know, that God can be yes. glorified in and through that. Because I think for a lot of women, it's a place where they find a lot of neg- negativity or a lot of comparison. Yes. And so, um, you know, how do you, you feel like God is using that platform of social media right now, you know, in a redemptive kind of way? Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is before I started sharing what the Lord was teaching me, I was going to quit Instagram mm. and uh, I was just so tired of feeling defeated all the time and of the enemy just coming in and making me compare and feeling like I was never enough. And, um, and I was just through with it. And I just remember telling the Lord, okay, if I can serve Jesus better by getting rid of Instagram, I'll mm, do it. Yeah. And he, instead he came back with me with a challenge and said, okay, you can either leave this mission field and just be done with it, or you can come into this really dark place and bring light. And so the Holy Spirit just put out on my heart to start sharing truth there. Mm. And even if it's that one thing that someone's scrolling through in that day that just catches their eye and that they remember their purpose and that they remember the good news of what Christ has done, um, just even in our daily lives, in the day-to-day mundane decision-making, the things that we do, that if, if God can just use that one opportunity to point them to Him, then it's all worth it. Absolutely. And so He's really used that. He's redeemed it in my own life. Um, mm-hmm. And through being able to find some other people to do that as well, but being able to connect with women literally all over the world, Mary Margaret. I wow. mean, there are women in other countries who have contacted me that don't have the same community that we have where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And the Lord has used even something like Instagram, a blog, social media. He is using that to even bring women encouragement to live for him in other countries. And that just, that blows me away. Um, and so that, it just gets me so excited to see even where people are on the map. They're joining in and joining in the conversation and just sharing for God's glory. Mm-hmm. That's so incredible. And I love how the Lord is able to use something like that um, in a way that connects women that wouldn't ever be connected otherwise. And yeah, and I, even for, for me, you know, it's, I've been able, you know, I think through some of this, the blogs I've written through this podcast, I've connected with single mm-hmm. women across the country who are, who've read something that I've re- written or something like that. And just said, you know, Mary Margaret, I, you know, thank you for doing that. I'm like, no, thank you for reading and, you know, for participating and yeah. being a part, you know, because I think the, and I was telling a friend yesterday um, at church, I just said, you know, I think the enemy is, is coming so hard after us and, and making us mm-hmm. feel isolated, making us feel like we're alone. Yeah. And so I think we can yeah. use just like what, what you've been saying, we can use social media, we can use blogs, we can connect to each other, um, you know, via the internet in such crazy ways through things like, and I know you do periscopes a lot. Um, but you know, connecting is that way where we're able to feel like we're not so alone and we're able to feel like we've got other women on our side that, you know, we're fighting the same, the same battle, but we have the same, you know, we serve the same God and it's just incredible how he can do that. So I love that, that you're able to use that, um, in such a redemptive, healthy, good way. Um, but just to kind of like take our conversation a little bit different direction, who are some of the Mm -hmm. women that have been, um, in, you know, women who have impacted your life in a big way? Okay. So I thought about this for a while, and um, probably the biggest one would be Elizabeth Elliot. Mm. The first, um, I, I read a few of her books when I was younger. I remember 
I was doing a book report in middle and I think elementary school, actually, my mom gave me through the gates of splendor mm-hmm. and, um, which probably isn't like an elementary school, but <laughs> no. that to me. And I, yes, I mean, after that, I just told everybody I'm going to be a missionary. I wanted to just follow in her footsteps. And so the Lord, um, has used her teaching over the years. You can actually find, um, recordings of her teaching online, mm-hmm. um, in her books and her ministry to speak to me and to bring a lot of purpose and, um, even just freedom in, in my life yeah. just because she was a woman who was so confident in the Lord. She knew what she believed and God um, just spoke mildly through her. So Elizabeth Elliot would be one of them. And um, recently just Jenny Allen has been somebody that has been mm-hmm. a great encouragement and um, just the things that she's doing, the ways that she is obeying Jesus and just following him with reckless abandon yeah. is so, it's just so beautiful because it's just igniting this fire in women literally all over the world. Yes. Uh, so those would be two women that has had a great impact on my life. I love that. And Elizabeth Elliot is one of those, like she is just, I feel like her impact will, you know, has far outlived her and will continue to yes. do so. And, you know, what, what an incredible thing to be known for is just to be somebody who, whose life and testimony of faithfulness to the Lord has, has far outlived her, her physical life here on this earth. And, um, yeah. I love, I love her story. And then, you know, Jenny was a guest on the podcast a few episodes back and she is, she is yeah. a woman of such great passion and of just, who's just yes. fired up about what God's doing in her life. And he, she's just following hard right after him. So, um, those, yeah, those two absolutely. women are so huge, but I, I love, I love the fact that neither one of those women live in Knoxville where you live, you know, neither one of them, yeah. you know, you don't sit down and have a cup of coffee with them on a weekly basis, but yet you still yes, feel very yeah. connected to them. You know, yeah. you know, I think that something that women, um, like mentoring these days. I know we struggle so much with, you know, I need a mentor, mm-hmm. um, but God can really use even women like Elizabeth Elliot. She's not even alive anymore. And she is still mentoring women yep. through her writing and mm-hmm. through the things that she's done. And um, Jenny is doing the same thing through the things that she's doing. And so I think that God can use um, even authors and speakers and missionaries and yes. people like that to mentor us and mm-hmm. to grow us to be more, um, more like him. He sure and can. so one thing that I just think about is I can like read a book and be mentored, yeah. you know, like have a cup of coffee with them like that. Mm-hmm. I think we've got to break down the walls of what we feel like mentoring has been or discipleship yes. has been for a long time and let, let it happen the way that it, that it can happen in, in the year 2016 or wherever it is we find ourselves that, you know, that God yeah. can, can do more, you know, through wisdom, you know, through, from, from outside sources than oftentimes, you know, somebody sitting right across from us, you know, but we have to take it where we can get it. And if, you know, I would encourage those of you who are listening today, who just have been, you know, asking God for a mentor or somebody to spend time with you, you know, spend time with women who have gone before you, you know, through, through books, through blogs, through, um, you know, messages you can hear online and things like that. And don't feel like you're alone in that because there are so many women we can connect to, even though we can't physically, you know, sit across the table from them. But I love that God is able to use technology and our resources this, you know, in our day and age to be able to do that. And so, um, if you're praying that God would send you somebody, you know, maybe he's already sent you somebody through the form of a book or a Bible study or something like that. So it's a great way to engage, um, from afar for sure. Yeah. And I just, I think being proactive about it, um, it's easy to just kind of sit back and, um, and not even reach out to somebody and say, Hey, can I talk with you? Or even just to read a book. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds so silly, but I am amazed how much my time lives and I and I feel the Lord uses books um even just to stir my affections for him mm-hmm. and so why would I not read but it's easy just to let other things take that time 
Um, and one thing that I found, even Jen Wilkins, she would be another person who I would yes. add to this list um, just recently. I have found their podcast of all of her teachings um, mm. from the Village Church. And I feel like I'm being mentored. I mean, it just like I listen to them when I'm cooking and my baby's crawling at my feet and God has been using them just to teach me and to equip me to know him. I love that. Um, that would just be one like practical way that I'm implementing that in my life right now. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's so awesome. Well, um, you know what? This is something that I think you and I will have really similar answers to. Um, but I would mm-hmm. I would love you to answer the question. You know, what would you say to women who feel unqualified or you know inadequate to do what it is that God's called them to do? Like, have you ever felt that way? Yes. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Like yesterday. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Um, and, you know, the Lord has been teaching me so much about this lately because there's two ways to look at this, I think. First of all, it's it's a good thing to not feel qualified or adequate because it makes us rely more on Him. Mm-hmm. It makes us go, okay, God, I literally cannot do this thing that you have called me to do, but through you I can. And I think we misread a lot of times, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. And we just read the first part and we go, I can do all things, you yeah. know, and we put this back on ourselves. but the focus of that verse is through Christ. Like yeah. He is the one who equips us. And so in one way, it's it's a beautiful thing to feel not qualified and not adequate because it makes us rely on Him. But on the flip side, if that feeling of being unqualified and inadequate makes you insecure and not obey Christ, that's where it becomes a problem. Gotcha. Um, so it can either be something that tethers us so closely to the cross and makes us rely on Jesus and just cling to him for strength and for equipping and for wisdom, or it can be something that makes us disobey. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think of Peter. Jesus didn't make him capable to walk on water. He didn't say, okay, Peter, here's how you do it. You're going to feel qualified when you step out of that. (laughs) Yeah. He literally just said, step out of the boat. Yeah. You know, keep your eyes on me and just step out of the boat. And then Jesus did the rest of it. Jesus kept him from sinking. And, um, and so that's just what God has been saying to me lately, whenever I have not felt qualified in motherhood. Yeah. Or in the things that I'm doing, even in an online ministry, he's been saying at the end of the day, I don't want people to be able to say, wow, look at what Gretchen did. I want them to be able to say, and for me to say, this literally would not have happened were it not for God. Intervening. Amen. Um, and that's how we're supposed to live our lives, just in a way that literally the world looks and says that is impossible without mm-hmm. God, without the work of God. Um, so that's, that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. That's, that's so good. And I think we all, to some degree, feel that way. We all feel like, you know, God, I can't do this thing that you've asked me to do, or, or I'm just, I don't have enough skills. I don't have a degree in that. I don't have, I don't have the background Mm -hmm. or the tools or the money, or we could, we could make a mile long list of the ways that we feel unqualified. But then we look at scripture and we see characters who, who God, he, he uses the least and the, and the ones who, you know, who didn't, who didn't have everything that they needed to be able to do it unless they had him, you know, they had to yeah. have him to be able to do whatever it was. And that's where that, like you said, Philippians four thirteen that through Christ, like that it's only through him that we can do these things. But if he's called us to do it, if he's prompting us to, to go that way, to walk this way and you know, that he'll give us what we need. And I was talking to some friends a couple of weeks ago and um, just some younger women in ministry who are just trying to navigate what it looks like to, to, to walk mm-hmm. out their calling. And, you know, one of them was saying like, yeah. I just feel really prompted to write, you know, to do this. And she said, well, 
well, how do I get it published? And I said, well, what have you written? She was like, well, nothing yet. And I'm like, well, you got to write something first. Like if God's prompting you to write, then write and write it for the women who are right in front of you, for the ones that he yes. has entrusted to you right where you are yeah. and, and then see what he has to do with it. But if he's calling you to do it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be for the masses. You know, it, it may be Absolutely. for the few, but it could be life changing for those few. So, yeah. and I, and I and think we all have a circle of influence that yes. he's given us. I mm-hmm. mean, even if it's literally like in your home with your kids or at your church with the small group that you are in, yes, that has so much value and meaning in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that it trips women up sometimes to think that they have to publish a book. They have to speak on a platform. They have to have a big following in order to have impact for the kingdom of God. But that's such a lie. God, yep. he has called us to be faithful right where we are. And, and the problem comes in when we focus on all the things that we are not. Because I, sometimes I have that replay in my mind. But God, I'm not, you know, blank. I'm not blank. And it's like I think of Moses, but whenever he he was telling God all the things he couldn't do, God responded simply with I am, with his yes. name. Mm-hmm. Like literally he responded with himself. And so we're not supposed to focus on all the things we are not or we're not capable of. But like God gave us this example to say, focus on me, mm-hmm. focus on who I am. And um, I think about that all the time whenever I'm having that, like, pity, pay, um, pity party replay in my mind of all those, you know, but God, yeah. you know, that it's not about that. Like, God responded with himself, and that brings so much freedom. Mm-hmm. It sure does. It sure does. Gosh, I feel, and I feel like that's just one of those topics that we could just camp out on and just, you know, I just, I hope that for those of you who are listening today that you hear that like, you don't have to have, you know, all the bells and whistles, all the the stuff, but like God just calls us to make an impact right where we are, right where he's planted us and that he, he'll guide and direct our steps to whatever the next thing is. And so just trust him in that. And um, that's something that we can have such confidence in doing that. Um, You know, but, but in that same kind of train of thought, like what, is there a life lesson or something that you, you know, have learned at this point in your life. And can I ask how old you are? Yeah, I'm 26. 26. Okay. Yes. I I was like, I knew knew you were a few years younger than I am. And I think, you know, like, you know, but at 26 and being a wife and a mom and a ministry leader, you know, what is, is there something that you wish you could have learned sooner, sooner than now? Yes. Okay. One of the biggest things is that I don't have to do it all. Mm -hmm. But saying I have the freedom in Christ to say no to certain things. Yes. And um, and I feel like I didn't learn that growing up just because I, I actually grew up as a pastor's kid, grew up in the church um, with just even a family heritage of ministry. And um, so I just became a yes girl. Yeah. Yes, I'll do that. And even good things, Mary Margaret, like good kingdom-centered things, saying yes to literally everything. Mm-hmm. And in the end, all of the things I said yes to suffered. Yep. And I'm learning that um, even in the season of motherhood, it has just revolutionized my yeses because when I say yes, it affects my husband, it affects my son, it affects our home life. And, and so the Lord has been really um, just stirring in me a hunger to be wise with mm-hmm. the things that I say yes to. And and to be a woman who who has the ability to say no to certain things in order to say yes to the best things that God has for yeah. me. Um, and that means that it made me so simple, too. I think that that's one of the hard things is that um, I fear saying no because it's partly I don't want to let people down. Um, and partly I just don't like missing out on things. I'm th- you know, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, if I say no, I won't be a part of that certain thing mm-hmm. or I we won't call, be able to. We call it the FOMO, the fear of missing out. And yes. I, I, I oh, have a bad 100%. case of the FOMO on a lot of occasions. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. It's it's hard. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and it's still something that I am I'm learning. Really, I'm learning so much. The Lord uh, had me create just a decision filter the other day that when I get asked something, I just have to go through all these things and see if it lines up with this season of life and with this thing he's called me to do. Um, Because I realized that the ministry he called me to do, um, to to write and to equip women to get into the Word of God, that I can't do that and I can't mother my son well or love my husband well or serve the local body of Christ well whenever I have given my yeses to everybody else and not first to Jesus. Yeah. And so there's so, there's actually freedom in it, and there's so much more fruitfulness. And um, the other day, so I was reading in Proverbs 14, where it says the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish one tears it down with her own hands. And I was thinking about just even the the wise woman building a house, but a house has boundaries, like Mm. it has walls. And so often I live with the doors open and all the windows open and just let whatever come in and out. Yeah. But there's wisdom in, in having those boundaries and there's yeah. wisdom in cultivating that home and the things in the secret. And so God's just really bringing me back to, um, to learning that I can rely on him to give me guidance and, and that whenever I say no to something, that it's really yes to something else. Yeah. Um, and it's yes to the better part for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what, that's what I wish I would have learned sooner. And that, um, I'm going to start teaching my college girls that I that I lead and um, and that I pray that I'll start implementing just to bring freedom and fruitfulness just even in the day to day life and in ministry. Mm-hmm. I love that, and that's I think that it's it's such a lifelong thing to have to continually yes. learn because we're, we're going to be, yeah. we're going to be faced with different seasons of life where we've got more going on, you know, to one degree than another. We've got, whether it's with a husband or kids or ministry or a teaching role or work or what, whatever it may be, whatever the things in your yeah. life are, I think it kind of ebbs and flows with, with, with our yeses and nos. And, and when, yeah. last fall, uh, my small group and I went through Lisa Turkhurst's book, The Best Yes. And, and that so was, good. yes, it was such a good practical resource on mm-hmm. helping us you know, navigate what it looks like to, to say no and it be okay. And, and one thing that she said in there that really impacted me was the fact that, um, sometimes our no can be, it's somebody else's best. Yes. The us saying no to something opens the door for someone else to have the opportunity because like, I don't know if your personality is like mine, but I'm like, Oh, there's a hole. Somebody needs to fill it. I guess it must be me. And and, and I take on a lot more things than I need to, because it seems somebody should do it when, Maybe if I said no, somebody else would have the opportunity to say yes, because I'm just an eager one that will say yes quickly. And so I'm having yes. to learn what it looks like. And, and it was funny because at the beginning of this year, the Lord gave me the word yes as kind of my word for 2016. And um, and it yes. comes out of 2 Corinthians one twenty where it says, for all the promises of God find their mm. yes in him. And that is why yes. it is through him that we utter our amen for his glory. And, and what that means yes. is like we have to give, it's like you said, we have to give him our yes. It's not giving everybody yes. else our yes, but it's giving God our yes so that we can then be who he's created us to be and do what he's created us to do um, for his glory and for his kingdom. And, and it makes it, it makes all the difference in the world to give him our yes versus everybody else our yes. Yes. And, and I've realized too, in my fear of saying no, that a lot of that is really rooted in pride and thinking, you know, whenever I'm thinking, oh, well, there's going to be a hole or a gap, like that's so prideful. It's not trusting God to fulfill that and to meet that need and it's thinking that that you know I'm so necessary Mm -hmm. and um and so it's really it's very humbling to go okay God like I don't have to do all of these things and um at the end of the day we literally live for an audience of one and and we're going to stand before him and I just want to say 
you know, I, Jesus, I did all I could with what you gave me yeah. and I lived with wisdom and I made the best of these days because yes. they're so, so brief. Mm-hmm. They, they just, they're way more fleeting than we, than we really want to think they are. We, we think like by the time we get to, it's, it takes forever to get to Friday, but then I'm like another week yeah. has passed, you know, we're almost know. You know, like these months just pass by so quickly and we've got to, you know, know, take more, take more of our time wisely. And I think that's so, that's so good. And, um, I yeah. don't want to forget to ask you this question though, because it's the question we ask everybody. Um, but you know, what is something, you know, or someone, or, you know, what, what have you been marked by Gretchen? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, you know, I grew up most of my life kind of going off of this last one, just being a good girl. That's who I became. I prided myself in that, and that became my identity. Um, and really, it was centered around all the things that I was doing for God. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until college that he totally um, allowed a sin pattern of an eating disorder to wreck me, um, just to completely show me that I am in desperate desperate need for the gospel and um that even in those moments just feeling um I felt like I was so scarred and wounded and that I I visibly wore my sin because Mm. people could tell my body had changed I visibly wore it I couldn't hide it and I felt like um so much that God how are you going to use this for your glory how can you use this pit that I'm in to bring um to bring you glory and to make much of your name and the Lord showed me that that he is capable of taking an eraser to to our past and to our mistakes and the lies that we have believed mm-hmm. and to replace them with truth. And that truth is what Christ has done for us. Yes. And so he took me from being marked by, you know, being the good girl mm-hmm. to being marked by, um, I felt like I was scarred by this sin and by this eating disorder that had just, um, it, it just ruined me in, in my own heart. And he instead marked me with his grace mm. and just said that this is why I died for you. This yeah. is why. And um, and so he wrote that. It's almost like he took that scarlet letter I felt like I wore, and he just replaced it with this beautiful picture of grace. Mm. And that's something that I still live in. And I still, that experience, it marked me because it showed me in a visible, physical way what Christ did for me. Yeah. And it showed me in this way that, the gospel is not just for the moment that you give your life to Christ. It is for every single day. And Amen. it's something that I need to preach to myself and I need to preach it to others. And I need to remind myself every single day of it. And so, um, so he just through his blood, he takes a giant eraser and he just erases this and to believe that and to live in his grace is freedom and abundance. And, um, and so he's still bringing me into that and he's still writing grace on my hands every single day when I come to his word, because I have a tendency to fall back into that good girl pattern and, you know, trying to do all the things when, when he really says, I've done it all already mm-hmm. for you. And so um, that would be my answer. He's marking me with grace. I love that. I love that. And it's just, that's so true for us as believers. And I think so often we, um, I was just talking with a friend a couple of days ago about how marked by shame and guilt, you know, we, mm. we still tend to live in, um, as believers and yeah. how, how, if we really are walking our faith out in a way that honors Christ, like that, that those things begin to fall off and that he takes yeah. that shame, that guilt, and he, he closes with his grace and with his righteousness. And it's so powerful when, yes. when we allow him to come in and do that, but it, it means we've got to let go 
show some things and we've, we've kind of yes. got to approach the whole situation open-handed and allow him to do the work in us that only he can do. And I love how he's yeah. done that in and through your life. And just, you know, um, you know, I, I, I remember, I'll never forget the first time that you and I met, it was right. It was like a couple weeks before you got married and, um, yeah. you know, and it just, and you were just, you were just, bu- you know, a busy bee, like, and you were helping us with a project here at Lifeway. And, um, yeah. but I just remember just seeing the joy of the Lord all over you. And I, and I just was like, I want to know her because, because I could see it in you. I mean, I'm serious. And so, um, I love that we're still connected and the Lord has allowed us to do that. And you. you know, that it, that it bleeds out through, through the way that you speak through, you know, what we see on social media and that it's, you know, you're the real deal. And so, um, I love that about you and, um, and you can see, you can see that grace in your life, Gretchen. And so I'm, I'm grateful to, to call you my friend and I'm so thankful that we're Same able here. to talk about this today. And, you know, but, you know, to kind of wrap things up today, um, I love that you said that your mission is to meet women right where they are with the word of God. And if you had yes. to like to expound on that for just a minute and, you know, to encourage the women who are listening today, um, you know, about, mm. about loving God's word, um, you know, what, what would you say to them on that subject? Yes. Um, I, okay. So there's a quote that I have no idea who said it. Um, I can't find the author, but it says, um, refuse to let your public affection exceed your private devotion. Mm. And um, that would be the biggest thing that I would say, and that the Lord has me continually go back. Um, we've lived so much of our life to be seen, and we're constantly connected to the world through social media and the mm-hmm. internet, and um, you know, we're constantly sharing bits and pieces of our lives, which is so beautiful, and it can be used for good, but then we can also neglect the secret, sacred moments with Jesus. And, um, and there's so much fruit and so much joy in spending time with him mm-hmm. in the secret where nobody else sees. Yep. And, um, and that looks different in different seasons of life. Right now I've got a baby. And so sometimes my secret moments have him at my feet, um, you know, standing there literally watching me because he's, um, he doesn't want to be away from me whenever he's up <laughs> or really crazy early in the morning when mm-hmm. that's the only time I can be alone. Yeah. Um, but those moments are so, they're literally like the life to our days. They're, they're a breath. Mm. And, um, and so don't, don't allow, um, even just the myth of even what I do is I even share my quiet times on social media, but, um, what people don't know is that those aren't always the moments I spend with Jesus. So there's so many moments that people will never see. And so, um, for us not to believe that we need to just share everything and, um, and just to do everything so that we're seen mm-hmm. by others, but to um, to really thrive and to, um, to just keep that secret and sacred moment with Jesus is the priority of our day. Absolutely. Um, and so that's something I just I have to come back to that all the time that that if I'm if my actions and my words aren't lining up with this, you know, that behind the scenes moments of life that nobody sees but the Lord, mm-hmm. that I'm not living what Jesus called me to do. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that would that would be the biggest thing that I would say that um, that I've even seen with my girls that I meet with weekly um, that, you know, they said they've struggled with, too, and I've struggled with my own life. Um, and so the word of God, it is so it's so life changing. And um, and I think women are very intimidated by it all mm-hmm. because it's a big book. I mean, it's, it's the biggest book you'll probably ever read. But <laughs> but the more you open it and the more you get into it, it is so intricately and beautifully connected that it's just like awe-inspiring yeah and um and so I want to teach women that not just you know not just the psalms are inspired by God but like from Genesis to Revelation all of this is beautiful and it's pointing to Jesus and Mm -hmm. the redemption we have in him 
And so that's what I'll keep doing is sharing every day just to, to um, inspire women and just to go to teach them that there's so much more to it. Yeah. And just to give them, um, give them their own fork that they can pick up their Bible and just read from it and not, you know, have to be spoon fed. Um, so that's my desire and what I do. I love that. And I think that that is, you know, the, the cry of, of the Lord is for us to know and love his word. And, you know, I, I, we, mm-hmm. I, we watch women all the time who say, you know, that they'll just put their Bible back up on the shelf with a, after they finished a Bible study. And I'm like, no, get your Bible back out and yes. like, you know, and learn yes. how to read and eat it for yourself and, and to know it and love yes. it in such a way. And it, you know, and it's one of those things that can be so intimidating. It can be, but just start somewhere. I would encourage those of you who are listening mm-hmm. today, just start somewhere. You know, I I'll often encourage new believers to start with the book of John, just to get to know Jesus. Jesus better. Yes. If you haven't sat down and read any of the gospels recently, sit down and take some, take the next month and read a chapter a day and, and just let the yeah. Lord transform the way that you see Christ and, and what he did and why he came and, you know, but just start somewhere and then and ask questions. And I think that that's where, that's the only reason I'm able to know what I, you know, what I know is because I ask and, you know, I, I want to yeah. learn more and know more and I don't always have it perfect. And people think, I think sometimes because, you know, for me, I went to seminary and they think, oh, she, she's got this mm. all figured yeah. out. She knows all the answers. I'm like, no, you know, I, there's still so much I don't know. And then I, that I long to know, but I love that you are in such a practical way, equipping women to be able to do that for themselves. And so, um, you know, if you guys will hop on over to the blog, um, we're going to give you some, um, links in the show notes that are going to give you links to Gretchen's blog and ways to connect with her on social media and all that kind of good stuff. So that's a great way for you to get connected um, at lifeway.com slash all access. You can find a link to the podcast on the right sidebar. And um, I just, Gretchen, I just want to say thank you again for being here today and just for sharing a little bit of your heart with us and what the Lord's teaching you and, um, and just from where exactly where you are. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. It has been. I, and I feel like we, this could, like, this could very, I think we may need to have you back because I feel like this could very easily be a part one of two. And I feel like we need to touch back <laughs> in a couple of months and just continue to see what the Lord's doing. But, yeah. uh, but I hope I that you, that. um, me too. I hope that you ladies who are listening today, or maybe some guys too, um, have, have picked up some nuggets of truth just from, from what you've heard today. And I hope that it will better connect you back to the word of God, to who he is and to who he's created you to be and be reminded, um, of the grace that covers all of us believe in him. And so, um, thank you so much for um, being here today and for taking a listen. We'll hope that you'll connect back with us again sometime soon on the marked podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. Visit lifeway.com forward slash all access to find episodes or check out marked podcast on iTunes. If you want to join in on the conversation, make a suggestion about who else we should talk to. Um, tweet at me. It's at Mary Margaret C and use the hashtag marked podcast so that I know that it's you. Can't wait to hear from you. Home should be a place where we feel at peace, where we can be ourselves, where we feel loved. For a lot of us, though, home is a place of heartache, hurt, and loneliness. As believers, Christ promises us an eternal home. But what does that actually look like? And how do we deal with our current homesickness? I recently wrote a Bible study called Come Home for Women, and I'm so excited that Come Home will also be available for teen girls. 
It's perfect for small groups, helps girls answer important questions, and gives us a richer understanding of what kind of home God's building for us. The release date for Come Home for teen girls is August 1st, but you can pre-order it now at lifeway.com slash come home. Don't miss out on this opportunity to help girls belong and be loved. Again, you can pre-order it today at lifeway.com slash come home.